Will you spend another summer working on your yard for your spouse, kids, and guests? Or would you rather spend the summer with your spouse, playing with the kids, and relaxing with guests? Hire Blue Duck Lawn Care to get the super healthy lawn you love and neighbors will envy. Blue Duck does the fertilizing and weed control. You just mow to get a lush, thick lawn. Best in your neighborhood. If it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. Remember, if it's got to be green, hire Blue. BlueDuckLawnCare.com. It's 11.06. Good morning. August 20th and welcome. This is the first day of the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They are real estate consultants and... At Crossroads Collective and Compass Real Estate. Thank you, Danny. Crossroads Collective, Homes.com, and Home Values. What is it? You're going to have to help me with that one, too. Future Home should... Values 2023. This is, a, this is a teamwork here thing with you. That is Kylan. Kylan Talley, that's Denny Smith. I'm Terry Stacy. Hey, Greg and Lisa will join us here at the bottom of the hour for those of you that love that uh, segment like we all do. When it comes to real estate, they've got the best, I mean, advice ever. And so we'll talk to them here in just a little bit as we're in mid-August now. Uh, we had a great time yesterday at Sullivan Hardware for Egg Fest. Wow, that Woo, was so, so fun. That was the best one ever, Terry. The weather cooperated. We'd done that in the rain, in the bloody heat. You know what? But yesterday was a Chamber of Commerce day. It, it was. was. Can I give a shout out to Fire Chief Charlie for the beautiful roses? I just keep smelling this beautiful yellow rose. He, oh, it's He so brought cute. us, Allison, Kylan, and I all received roses. Oh my From gosh. Firefighter Charlie when we were done with the show. And it was the best surprise. We just thank you, Charlie, so much. You are always so kind to us and good to us. And then also a nice surprise, something I'll be adding into my salads this week. Thank you to regular Jeff for coming by to Eggfest, and he gave us his, what were they, lemon California, California? California yellow lemons, yep. or, or excuse me, lemon cucumbers. cucumbers. They look like apples or onions. Yeah, they do. They're yellowish in color, and they are delicious and crisp and uh, less tart than a cucumber. Just fantastic. So it was such a good time uh, yesterday. Today, I, lo- I loved it because his daughter was with him and called him old man. I she's thought. adorable. <laughs> she is adorable. Anybody so called sweet. Jeff old man, I like. It's yeah. fun to see her with her dad. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, it is the final day of the Great Indiana State Fair. The last blast open car show is going on right now until 4 o'clock on Main Street. In the grandstands, it's the annual Demolition Derby. Oh, boy. Love it. Demolition Derby. On the free stage, it's the Gospel Music Festival featuring CeCe Winans starting at 3 o'clock. And then the night ends with fireworks. I'm going to tell you about something that happened today. Okay. What happened today? This morning on my way in. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. It's amazing. Thank you. It's a God thing. So I was thinking about today and what was happening at the state fair. And I was thinking about CC Winans and I love, I love um, Christian contemporary music. And so I listened to a, uh, on my way here, I was listening to Mm -hmm. uh, Christian contemporary music. A great way to start a Sunday. It always is for me. And so I'm listening to it and I'm listening and listening and I'm thinking about CC Winans being there tonight. And I thought I've heard of her forever, but I can't, I don't know who she is. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen her or listened to a song. I couldn't pick a song of C.C. Winans. And the song got done. And the, the host Stop. said, that's the incredible C.C. Winans right here on. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, oh, my gosh, thank you. Oh, my now gosh. Now I've heard what, a song that I absolutely loved, and it was her. 
that's who I was thinking of. That's pretty weird. Those, those type of coincidences have to be on Oh, I think what so. What an alignment. I think oh. so. I just thought it was really awesome. Uh, so that happened. She's out there. Again, that show starts at 3 o'clock. And then also Friday, the Indiana State Fair announced the winner of the Taste of the Fair culinary, culinary competition. Mm-hmm. And this year's first place winner... It's voted by the public, it's the pizza. It's a pizza. The street it, corn, the street pizza. corn pizza. He won. Didn't he win before? Didn't he do the one with the pickle pizza? There was one that was no, a- but pickle pizza was in there. That grouping, yeah. But I don't think he does the pickle pizza. I think it's another vendor that does the pickle pizza, which is delicious. You know, by those the way. guys come up with that stuff and they share it with all their neighbors first. I want to be a neighbor yeah. with those guys. Yeah, me is too. Is he the guy that also did the scorpion pizza? One, somebody did the scorpion pizza in the Marion County Fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Swain's Pizza on a Stick who who does it. So if you're thinking about what is some of the greatest, it looks like that everybody that's gone so far absolutely loved that and voted it number one. Nitro Hogs Buffalo Pork and Mac came in second. <laughs> Second place, and Wilson's Concessions <laughs> pepperoni pizza pretzel finished third. Nitro hogs. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Hey, Colts won. Yes, they did. Everybody happy? No. Yes. Well, oh. I mean, I'm happy because Anthony I'm Richardson happy. did, did yes. not play. Well, that's okay. He is so. I was excited. Popular. It's been so long since we've won a preseason game. This uh, this was good, yeah. and the the roof was open. It was it was oh, a grand that was night. beautiful, it was a grand beautiful night. night, and it really was. Um, I mean, people really love Anthony Richardson. They just love him, even though he's brand mm-hmm. new to us. They, they said that out of all of the players that were at camp, that this guy would stay way late and sign everybody autograph. Did that you anybody see him give that him. that one his right shoe, his right cleat? He signed it and gave it to this 12-year-old girl. This 12-year-old girl was over the moon about that and just uh, went on and on and on. They got their pictures taken together. He's that's got a, that, really that guy's got a soul. Awesome. I that think I'd faint on the oh, spot. Oh, that guy got a soul. a soul. He did cleats, shoe, soul. Oh, <laughs> oh look at you on a Sunday. And I was going to tell you how to pick up a scorpion. Do you know how to pick up a scorpion? No. By the, by the stinger. You, you pin Thank them you. down and you pick them up by the stinger. That way they can't sting you. Okay. I, just fun facts, we, you know? Uh, he's filled with them. He's Mr. Know-it-all. And we're going to start having a segment where Denny will tell you how to do something. How, oh, oh, that was me. Sorry. Turn my phone I off. I thought that was an angel getting it's her wings. Me. Oh. Uh, so anyway, Colts won, and that's a great thing. And by the way, the killer whale that Jim Irsay donated to uh-huh. died on Friday. Oh, no. A possible kidney failure. You know, he was going to free, help free this whale. Uh, but over the last two days, I think the it's I think it's Toki is the whale was the whale was the whale's name. Got started to get sick, had some discomfort, and then she's at the Miami Sea Aquarium, and they got in there and they said, uh, despite everything that they could do Friday afternoon, that she died of renal of a renal condition. Okay, Terry. No more bad news today. I know it, but uh, he was trying to do do something good. I think he had a goal of letting, trying to set her free into her home waters. I don't know how that would have gone. Sometimes it doesn't go well after a whale that's been captured. Oh, not been accepted by the pod, and then go back out into real life. Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work. Uh, Kylan, coming up, you've got a great interview. Who did you talk yeah, to? We talk with Jordan Flegel. He is Jordan, part of not the G- Jordan Flegel. The the Jordan Flegel. I don't know if there's another one, yeah. but Jordan Flegel. He's a managing director of a company here in Indianapolis, TechStar Sports Accelerator, powered by Indy, and he's done a lot of different work. His bio is crazy. He's worked with Steph Curry. He's owned a draft company. He, he's done a lot of different things. 
But he organized this summit, 1-0, which is coming to Indianapolis. And so we'll get to go into more of the details of this business sports technology summit that is right here in our backyard. Yeah, pretty cool. Coming up, we'll do that next. And also coming up this hour, we've got Denny's Investing Sense. Are you ready for that, Denny? Yes, ma'am. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm answering email questions. You know, if you've got questions, send them to me at DennyWIBC.com. But this one was a good one, and I thought you'd all appreciate it. I've got a friend in him. That's coming up at uh, 1145. And also, a local guy is about to make farmers' lives a little more efficient. But next, it's Kylan with her special guest as we return to the first day right here on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Guess who is coming together? Business, sports, and technology. It's the first day on 93 WIBC and 1-0 Summit is coming here to Indianapolis this next week, August 21st through 23rd. There's still time to get tickets to it. To get more into detail with this, we have the person to talk to, right? Jordan Flegel. He's the summit organizer, and he's also managing director of Tech Stars Sports Accelerator, powered by Indy here in Indianapolis. Jordan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. Thanks so much for having me. Will you describe what the One Zero Summit is for people who haven't heard of it? Sure. One Zero is the leading sports, tech, and business innovation summit. We do it twice per year, once in the U.S. is in uh, Indianapolis for North America and once for the European market in Dublin, Ireland. So it runs twice per year. Um, it's the leading event where we bring together the um, many founders and CEOs of sports-related businesses, uh, investors, venture capitalists, um, executives working at not only startup companies but also very large brands within the space, um, including leagues and large media outlets together for an intimate setting where everyone can learn from each other through panels, casual networking, lunches, dinners, um, pitches as well. We have the um, sports accelerator that we run in Indianapolis, the Techstar Sports Accelerator powered by Indy, uh, which has its demo day, which is part of the summit as well. So we have our 13 companies give their five-minute pitches in front of the summit audience as well. And so it's really an event celebrating innovation and bringing together a network of entrepreneurs, executives, and investors in the category together in Indianapolis over a three-day summit. What a unique way to gather so many people right here in our backyard in Indianapolis. You've gotten your first year of the summit out of the way. What are you looking forward to for this year in comparison to last summer? You know, it's kind of quality comes to mind for me. We we have the opportunity to really expand and grow to be, I think, a larger 
event in terms of headcount. And we want to preserve the quality and intimate feel that comes from, you know, intimate networking sessions and panels and very curated pitches from startups that are doing very well. So it's a challenge of like keeping the quality really high, but also expanding and growing and bringing new people to the summit. So we're really excited in particular to leverage the fact that we're in Indianapolis. You know, we do the summit out of NCA's headquarters to engage the local audience in Indy. Um, we want it to be a place where university students who are interested in business or sports or fitness type of careers to come, to learn, to meet CEOs and investors who are building in the space. So we want to really engage local universities, IU and Purdue and Butler and Notre Dame and so on to come. We want to make sure that we engage all of our partners. You know, we have the Pacer Sports and Entertainment, the NCA, of course, running it out of their space. And beyond that, the Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis Motor Speedway and IndyCar, and Indiana Sports Corp. These are all partners in our accelerator. And so we're kind of benefiting from leveraging their combined networks to come. The accelerator, we operate that out of the high alpha uh, venture capital fund space in the Bottleworks District in Indy. And so through high alpha and our many relationships through the Next Level Fund and the other VCs in, in Indy, we're able to bring the tech community together with our sports partners to bring the sports community together. So it's truly kind of where sports and tech collide and leveraging the venture capital ecosystems, sports ecosystems in Indy, the local universities to get this community together. And that's really our focus. We're talking with Jordan Flegel, summit organizer of One Zero, and also the managing director of Techstars Sports Accelerator, powered by Indy. Jordan, you mentioned engaging universities, some of the sports. What are some other reasons why you chose Indianapolis as the place for this summit? Yeah, well, it really came out of the accelerator. So, you know, with Techstars Sports Accelerator, powered by Indy, being in Indianapolis, we're now in our fifth year running the Accelerator, and it's backed by the partners I mentioned, Pacer Sports Entertainment, the NCA, and the Sports Corp, the Next Level Fund, and also the Minneapolis Colts and IMS and IndyCar. And so what we did with the Accelerator, um, which is maybe a long-winded way of answering your question, is, is we pulled together all the leading sports properties in town combined with the state's resources. And we said, look, Indiana's home of basketball. It's the home of racing. It's the home of collegiate sports, the NCA there the home of sports tourism, you know, with the Indiana Sports Corp leading the way there, you know, Big Ten Championship, NCAA Final Four, USA Football being headquartered here, um, you know, and of course, the many universities that really were sports powers, IU and Purdue and Notre Dame and Butler and so on. So Indiana is just an incredible sports state. Indianapolis is a hub of sports. And so the idea was, how do we combine our sports DNA with the fact that India is also a top emerging um, tech ecosystem in the Midwest? And how do we bring the world of tech and sports together? And so wouldn't it be great if we had an accelerator where we could bring top sports-related companies to Indy for the accelerator? They get, they get exposed to our networking community here. We bring them all together. And from there, we can grow what hopefully will be large and powerful companies in the space that promote job creation in Indy, that leverage the VC funds and relationships that we have in Indy to grow their businesses. And so that was the idea. And then out of that, we had people flying in to attend our demo day for the Accelerator. So, wow, this is really great. And every, everyone who came in said, wow, you know, the companies are great. Indy's so easy and central to get to. How can we do more here? And so we had the idea, let's expand and not just do a demo day for our Accelerator, but actually turn it into um, a leading summit 
where we could do it over three days instead of one and where we could have all these great people who are flying in to meet our companies, you know, participate in the panels and networking events and learn from each other. So it really grew organically out of the accelerator. He's the summit organizer of One Zero. That's coming to Indianapolis August 21st through 23rd. You can find every every little bit of information and you can get your tickets at one. That's O-N-E dash zero dot com. Jordan, anything else that you would like to mention about One Zero before I let you go? No, I just uh, I just say, you know, really encourage people to come. I think if you're interested in startups, if you're interested in investing, if you're looking for a job at an innovative, fast-growing company, um, we have an incredible lineup, not just our founders that are giving their pitches that are early-stage companies, a lot of upside. You know, we have speakers who are delivering keynotes and on panels who are building companies that have built companies that are worth, you know, half a million to a billion dollars right now. You're Like, this is incredibly talented people who I think otherwise um, are not going to going to be able to come in and meet people and spend time in Indy who are all coming for the summit. So really encourage the local community to show up. If you're a student and you're looking for an internship or a job, you know, show up. If you're um, someone who wants to build a company, listening to these pitches and these panels, you're going to learn a lot about how to do it. Um, and so I think at the summit, really, we want this to be open to the community and not just a sort of select group of VCs, founders, and executives who are flying in. Uh, we want it to be something that really lifts up India as well. And so really encourage everyone to uh, to come, bring a notebook, uh, bring some business cards. You're going to meet a lot of great people and, and learn a lot. So I, I hope everyone can make it. Jordan, thanks for joining us here on First Day. Appreciate it. Thanks for your help getting the word out. And thank you so much for the kind words and your time to make it. Again, Jordan Flegel, he is the summit organizer for One Zero. It's coming to Indianapolis again August 21st, that's tomorrow, through the 23rd. You can find all of the information at one zero. Dot com. That's all spelled out. It's O-N-E dash Z-E-R-O dot com. And go and have fun and learn so much where sports, business, and technology all collide. Good job, Kylan. Great job. It's 1128. It's going to be a hot one today. The hot dome is about to approach us. (laughs) But I wanted to mention coming up next hour, you know, we love this guy. Coach Bob Lovell will join us. Um, He begins his blank year with Indiana Sports Talk. I do not know how many. many, It's 36 or 37. Is it? Yeah. Scott Eaker was one of the, remember when we had Scott in in here on Sunday? Scotty and he got that thing going. You and deep professor and yeah. uh, good guy all around. In fact, he retired, I think, at that time when he, he was mm-hmm. just leaving, uh, just leaving UND. But Bob Lovell will join us, and uh, that will be the next hour. Also joining us in the next hour is Tony Kennett. Tony has made his way to Maui, and he is there and doing some reporting. No, it's not a vacation. He's doing some reporting uh, and also talking to us as well. So it will be bright and early at 6.30 a.m. in Hawaii when we call. And so we're crossing our fingers that we'll be able to reach him just to find out about the humanitarian effort. He's seeing some different things than what's being reported in the news. So it will be an interesting conversation for sure. No filter with Tony. Tony will tell it as it is. Hey, we're glad you all are here with us on the first day. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collection at Compass Realty, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com, as well as HoosierHomeValues2023.com. If you want to check out what the value of your home is right now, do that, and it uh, won't cost you a dime. And guess what? Greg and Lisa are both here. Hello, Greg and Lisa. 
Good morning. Good morning. We are happy that you are here with us today. I do know that uh, occasionally we reference, you reference, we all reference homes with warts, essentially features that make them less appealing. And we're going to talk about that, Denny. Yeah. Greg, let's start with what's the first thing on a buyer's mind. I was always told you never get a second chance to make a first impression. What should Mm -hmm. home sellers be aware of when they're considering their curb appeal in the months ahead? I mean, how do we look? Well, you need to have a, a, a front entrance that is at the highest level perfect, for lack of a better word. And that doesn't mean, you know, the condition has to be absolutely perfect, but it means it needs to be super clean. If it needs to be a touch-up coat of paint, you need to do that. All of those things need to happen. You know, sometimes we get a little caught up, uh, especially like at the end of the summer. Things begin to look a little tired, like landscaping. Things begin to look a little dusty. We start getting leaves out. Denny's Christmas talking fish from the holiday before <laughs> is probably still on his front porch. Billy so Bass. get all those things put away. got to get them put away. Yeah, the Bass sings at Denny's house That's... every year during the holiday season, but you don't want it singing if you're selling your home right now. Okay, now wait, before Kylan gets to her question, I want to ask you, Greg, and or Lisa, whichever one would like to answer this question. I'll go direct it to Greg, because I know you're in two different places, but Greg, I want to ask, because I, I talked to a friend this week who sold her, or who's moving out, house is getting ready to go up on the market. She bought, she's in her new home, but the house next door to the house she's going to sell has lots of warts, meaning that they've taken up all of the grass, <laughs> and they've put down turf, uh, the backyard has not been mowed in three years um and so what what do you do what do you can you possibly do because that's going to affect your home being sold yeah i mean look sometimes a really pleasant conversation with some form of bribe might be helpful oh like brownies yeah i mean cook find the find the best food you can find if uh, or, or whatever, uh, perhaps um, liquid consolidation might be helping uh, in that particular situation. But the bottom line is you got to try and make peace with them and just nudge them in some way to help you because unless there's a municipality that you can get involved, and those take time, those don't happen overnight, uh, it's something that you're going to have to defer to. And, you know, you, they might even be talk to the municipality, and then you can tell prospective buyers, hey, we're working on helping this thing get cleaned up next door. Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you, Greg. Kai? You know, I personally... Obviously, you guys know, first-time home buyer. I'm looking, I'm dreaming about what do I want my first home to be, and I'm personally really critical, and these first impressions are huge. But aside from that, let's say, Lisa, statistically, what other areas of a home are essential in impressing a buyer? Well, I think we have to also remember that the first impression is done online. So if your first picture is not perfect, you're going to, like, you're already eliminated. That's such a great so that's huge. And then also, I mean, kitchen and primary bathrooms, that's what everyone gravitates towards. So if that's not clean, decluttered, then you're really going to have a problem. I mean, aside from some updates that you are going to want to see. Thank you, Lisa. So does that mean my t- I need to change the Tinder first picture on Tinder? No. <laughs> Denny, oh, golly. I'm sorry. I doing? don't know where that came from. You know from. about Tinder? Oh, my. <laughs> no. I, you know I'm kidding. It. Hey, Greg, does it have to be a complete renovation when it comes to improving the, you know, the crucial areas of a home oh, when you're putting it up for sale? Do you have to, you know, t- talk to me about that? 
Well, you don't need a complete renovation. Ninety percent of the time, you do not. I mean, look, there are some there are some properties that have been badly neglected for a long time, and you're going to have to do the best you can getting those ready. But often, it's just subtle little things. Maybe a little little wallpaper comes down. Maybe it's a fresh coat of paint. Maybe it's just decluttering. Uh, and here's a great rule: and you can't underestimate uh, the decluttering aspect. And here's what I mean by that: if you look inside your home and you think there's not enough stuff in it that's when you're probably ready. So you've got to get as much stuff out. And I'm working with a couple right now. They've got half their life in their garage. That's okay because the, the living part of the home looks very open and easy to adapt. And that's what you got to do. Okay. Wow. wow. Kylan. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. learning so much. One of my friend's moms, she's getting ready to look for selling her house. And she's currently very hesitant about trying to declutter and getting just the house prepped to be sold. Would it be smart to have a professional like a home stager come in to help out with that? Let's say Lisa. Um, home stagers are great for that aspect. Obviously, real estate professionals. I, for example, I'm not the best at like the interior design aspect, but I know what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. So there's a lot of different people just to get or get somebody in to help you with different eyes. Okay. That is Lisa Phillips along with Greg Cooper. They are real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. Hey, Greg, a couple other hacks. We love hacks. A couple of easy hacks to get a buyer's attention. And remember your home. Well, I can't emphasize this enough. Um, Clean is crucial. The sense of walking into a property and smelling clean versus walking in and smelling last Tuesday's bacon breakfast <laughs> is enormous. <laughs> and I'm a big bacon guy. So I, you know, I, I, I do love my pork. Wow. But the bottom line is I, I don't really want to smell last Tuesday's pork when I'm considering living there uh, because well. then I'm, I'm, I, they might have well had me over for breakfast. So clean affects the sight and the smell. It's got to be spotless, people. Come on, you got to get it absolutely right. Super important. Probably the most important in my world. Okay. All right, Lisa. Now, if you're going to advise a home seller today who's going to be putting their home up on the market just right after Labor Day, where in the world do they begin on preparing that home for sale? I mean, you're going to look at, again, first impressions, curb appeal. I think we've been blessed the last couple of months with plenty of rain, so everything looks pretty fresh for mid-August. We don't look tired yet. But with upcoming forecasts, that could change really fast. So keep ahead of it, you know, go, go to your favorite um, landscaping store, get some mom, let's prepare for what fall is coming. So let's look like it. Hey, can I ask one more question? Who takes the pictures? You know, we're talking about the real estate Tinder picture. Who takes those pictures? Because the, sometimes your lens, you need a wide angle lens. And so, so who's taking the pictures for Tinder? I can, I cannot emphasize enough a professional photographer i just had this happen it wasn't my listing but um some the amount of an iphone picture compared to a professional photographer is night and day whether you swipe left or right and you know <laughs> if you're a home seller <laughs> oh, I you love definitely want to be in pres- you want to be there you want to be number one you're so good lisa great uh. great cooper lisa phillips they really are awesome they just want to help you that's really it they just want to help you through your real estate journey whatever that may be buying or selling loads of years of experience i've known greg for a long time lisa yeah she's starting to be one of those people that i've known now for a bit but uh, greg cooper for uh, decades now greg cooper lisa phillips crossroads collective at compass realty go to crossroadscollectivehomes.com and you'll find greg on facebook and instagram and lisa too thank you both so much you're the best we'll talk to you next week thank you see you guys 11:37 on the first day 93 wibc if you believe
Cross the greatest oceans and walk across the water. It's 11.41 on a beautiful Sunday morning. Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley, last day of the Great Indiana State Fair. thought this would be interesting for you. Since its opening in 2021, 16 Tech has been supporting indie innovation leaders and businesses and economic growth. Among its brands that are building businesses is 16 Tech's Machine. Now, Machine is a membership-based ma- uh, makerspace, and it provides high-tech tools and flexible spaces and resources uh, needed to bring big ideas to life. And since it's the last day of the Great State Fair, I thought that one of Machine's ventures fits in perfectly. Rogue AI is an indie startup with big plans and involves agriculture. I had a chance to talk to 26-year-old founder Spencer Maycroft, and I asked him if I understood correctly that he's building a drone that helps farmers. So we're building a large drone that allows farmers to spray their fields much more precisely, right? And the challenge is like building a drone large enough that's useful to farmers, hence why our drone is 700 pounds. Where did the idea come from? Like a lot of, you know, kids growing up in farming towns in Indiana, I worked for a roguing crew, which is like manual labor out in farm fields. I would see spraying drones, or not even spraying drones, but planes flying and mm-hmm. spraying fields. And so I saw that, and it just was something where I thought, maybe you could do that with a drone, not a manned aircraft. So I've kind of been chewing on the idea for years now, and now I'm actually trying to build a company to do it with large-scale drones. I love what you're doing for agriculture. How long ago did you start on this project? So I started building right after college in about 2020. I I was a computer science nerd, so I really had no clue how to build anything. And so I just started building smaller drones, you know, 55 pounds, 100 pounds. And then just over the course of years now, been building large and larger drones to where we are today with, you know, this 700-pound drone. What's the timeline on building your drone? Sure. So this drone has taken about four months. It's, we've actually been able to move so much faster after moving into machines. And so the goal with this is within a few months to actually be able to have our first test flight with this vehicle. Uh, this is the full-scale version of what we've been, you know, what I've been trying to do now for three years. This is kind of all that work put together. Yeah, everything is kind of accelerated since we've been here at Machine. Did you talk to farmers about their needs when you were designing the drone? Yeah, so in the early days, I literally would jump in a truck with agronomists and go meet with farmers. And I'd go ask them, you know, why aren't you using drones? Uh, what are the challenges? Like, what could you do if you had a drone to spray? And the biggest, you know, feedback that I got was that most of the drones that are available today are small. They're, you know, 40 pounds. They carry a gallon of payload. And you might be able to spray a ditch line with that, but you can't spray entire fields with that. So what I got after learning all of that is that we need to build a tool that's large enough uh, for large-scale farmers. And so it has been interesting meeting with farmers and other ag businesses to see what an ideal drone would be. And I think that's kind of what we're building right now. So what's the next step and how affordable will it be for farmers? On the affordability aspect is, these drones will actually be sold to existing ag service companies. So it won't be oh. something that a farmer needs to uh, buy or fly. But if they want, just like aerial spraying now, most uh, farmers don't own a plane to go spray. They pay someone to come in and spray for them. Yeah. Now, with the drone, one nice aspect of that is it should be a lot more affordable for farmers than a manned aircraft. And so actually on the end use case for the farmer, it should be a lot cheaper to get precision aerial spraying. 
That's fantastic. Building it all at Machine at 16 Tech, too. And it's been a great uh, a great opportunity for you. Oh, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's uh, very funny in that, you know, when I got some funding, I was thinking about, man, I'm going to have to spend a ton of this money that I just got on equipment. And this is before I came to Machine. But once I found Machine, you know, they had all the equipment already purchased. So instead of buying equipment from day one, we literally could just start building the drone using all the equipment here. So it made us move so much faster. You know, it's probably saved us, you know, 10 times the cost that it would if we had to go buy equipment. So yeah, it's been amazing at Machine. Joining us is Spencer Maycroft, Building Drones for Agriculture. Spencer, what do you call your drone? We call it the Rogue Heavy, but it is, uh, we're still coming up with names for this. Okay. When do you think that you're going to be able to sell the first one? So we'll hopefully, if all things go well, move into actually building a production version in the spring. And then we'll actually try to get them out on fields next summer. There's just a lot of uh, engineering and work to go in between. Will the farmers need to learn how to pilot the drone? So what will end up happening is that farmers will be able to let those companies know where in the fields they want to spray, what products they want to spray, and then those ag companies will come in with these drones and spray those fields for the farmer. There's a lot of listeners who probably know ag companies and other individuals that might be interested in our products. So, yeah. you know, get the word out there of what we're building. We do want to be here in Indiana. We're going to run our first pilot here in Indiana. And then we, you know, eventually want to manufacture these drones here in Indiana. So, you know, we're an Indiana company at heart. Um, yeah, we're not looking to move anytime soon. Where did you grow up? Spencer. I grew up in Plymouth, Indiana, in northern Oh, Indiana. yeah, sure. Blueberries everywhere. Yeah, blueberries. yeah, it is blueberry country. That is Spencer Maycroft, part, from Maycroft, part of our conversation that we uh, have played for you. IndianaRogue.ai, if you're interested in investing or learning more about what he's building to help Indiana farmers. It's 1147. Coming up, Denny Smith with Investing Sense, right here on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. All the emails I've been getting, girls. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, it's Denny at WIBC.com. And if you've got a question about investing or about the economy, whatever, this week's question had to do with the down rating 
of the of the credit of facilities for the United States of America. We've gone from AAA to AA plus, and then that is piled on to what the S and P Standard and Poor's gave us, which they downgraded our the credit worthiness of the United States of America. And the listener basically said, "What does that mean to me?" Well, it means generally speaking that the country in which we live is not viewed. Um, as economically powerful as we used to be. You think about the United States of America as the bully on the playground. And the bully always picked out one kid that was smaller and smaller and always beat up on the on the younger, the littler kids. Well, what's happened is all those little kids have gotten together now and they've sort of formed mm. their new club and they're going to beat the snot out of the bully, which is the United States of America. But we're spending too much money is really what it comes down to. We're fiscally irresponsible. And now the the dominance of the United States dollar is starting to wane. Now, the, we got to this journey from a long time ago. Many years ago, it was the Dutch. The Dutch were the most powerful economy in the world and the Dutch Gilder, uh, you know, they ruled the world many, many years ago. And then the, uh, from there, the Spanish took over. And the Spanish, you know, they, they came over to the South America, brought all the gold and riches and took it back to Spain. They became the richest company country. Well, then after the uh, Battle of the Spanish Armada, the, the defeat of the Spanish Ar- Armada in 1544, London took over. And then England became the most powerful one. And then after World War I, United States. Well, what's happened is the United States dollar was exchanged as if it were gold and silver. But now, uh, well, I'll give you an example. The United States dollar back in the early 1900s, $1 was worth $1, okay? Okay. But today, what do you think that $1 is worth? I don't know. 80 cents. Less than one penny. (gasps) So it would be the same thing as a hundred- Less than a penny? Yeah, a $100 bill back then is now worth $1. So that's how much- the central bank and these crazy politicians of ours have spent us into oblivion. Well, that's what a credit rating looks at. They say, you know, you know, no matter who it is, they say, look, these people are crazy. They're spending too much money. Now we have some competition with Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and there's another S coming to it. That's those are the BRICS. Saudi Arabia has sent the message that says we don't want to play with this dollar anymore, and we will accept other people to pay for their oil in other currencies. So this week, uh, we there is a big meeting down in South Africa, Johannesburg, and uh, every you cannot believe the number of com- countries that are going to be there. It started out as just 21. Now it's up to 46. And these 46 countries are saying, we've had enough of the dollar. And when it's they say they have had enough of the dollar, they're going to come up with a substitute currency, and we're going to hear about it this week. Bottom line is, is that the bully's about to be knocked off his perch. I don't know who the next... A powerful entity would be because China's got problems. A lot of got problems. That was going to be my question: is who's who's going it's to be? It's probably going to be China. It's going to be in the East. But all these people are getting together, and these all these BRICS countries. You won't believe it. They make up eighty-five percent of the world's population. That is a big uh, answer to the bully dollar, and uh, they call it hegemony or hegemony. And the United States dollar is being uh, is being compromised, and it's, and it's because of our own stupidity spending too much money. In twenty seconds, can you say how that will affect me? Um, the purchasing power of your dollar will go down. That we may go down in inflation, but the high prices will remain. The high so prices. It's will going remain. to be harder and harder to balance. But fifty wow. percent of the, of Americans wait paycheck to paycheck. I, that's right. And eighty five percent of the of Americans already know they're going to have to work the rest of their lives. So there's the bad news, and that's why it went down in in the credit rating. 
Thank you, Denny, for that good news. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Learn you know what? New. It's real, and we have to know, Yeah, right? but send your questions to Denny at WIBC.com. I'll do my best to answer them, but I'm not going to blow, blow any baloney your way. Another hour coming up on the first day on 93 WIBC and WIBC.com.